A good haircut can be a game changer. I mean, everybody wants to look their best for those social media pics, right? So get yourself to Sport Clips at Sport Clips Haircuts. They hair do like no one else hair does. See what they did there? Not only is it the home of champion haircuts, but they've also made relaxing and unwinding the name of the game. Level up your haircut with the MVP haircut experience. It's a spa day for your follicles. Check this out. You get a seven pressure point massaging shampoo along with a perfectly steamed hot towel all while sports plays on the TV. Does it get any better than that? No. You can want it all and have it all at Sport Clips. It's a game changer. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. All right, welcome to Talk is Jericho. It is the pod of thunder and rock and roll, episode 289. Wow, we are closing in on the uh, 300th episode, and what a huge, huge, legendary, iconic performer I've got for number 300. But today, talk about iconic and legendary, right here on Friday, we've got the four horsewomen minus one of the MMA world. They're here, Marina Schaefer, Shayna Baszler. And Jessamyn Duke they are all in the house today. Even though the missing fourth, Ronda Rousey, isn't with them, she has talked about, she's represented, she's in this podcast in spirit and stories, hopefully in person next time. The original Four Horsewoman, not to be confused with the NXT Four Horsewoman, this is the MMA UFC Four Horsewoman, and what a story they have to tell. Uh, they are wrestling fans as well. Marina, Shayna, and Jessamyn are all big wrestling fans. They've even missed training sessions to watch Raw. They've been spotted at PWG shows in Los Angeles. They'll tell you why they love them so much. You'll also hear how they got started in the MMA, what it's like for female fighters and how Ronda Rousey changed the game, not only for women, but for MMA in general. They've got training tips, favorite fights, how they got their name, the four horsewomen, stories from the reality show they filmed together, The Ultimate Fighter. They've also had some crazy fan interactions that they'll tell us about. So, one, two, three of the four horsewomen of MMA are here. Yeah, so you promised me some 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 Johnny Walker, because it's funny. Was it Johnny Walker you promised me, or was yeah. it... Because you just wrote like something like Johnny Black or something. Johnny Black, yes. So I actually Googled Johnny Black <laughs> to make sure because I thought it was some kind of alcohol, but I wasn't sure that Johnny Walker was actually with Johnny Black. And then I figured out, ah, Black Label. Yes. Right? Yes. See, but uh, alas, it's too early in the day for any of us to be drinking. Yeah. So we do have thimblefuls full of water. We're responsible, yes. though. Yes, we are. That's right. And you shouldn't be drinking and driving during the day. <laughs> and if you do, use Uber. <laughs> which is a fine sponsor of my show. So I'm here with three out of the four. I'm going to say it's the four horsewomen minus one. Yes, we sounds about the, right. We got the coolest ones, Jessamine and Shayna and Marina. And Marina, you almost didn't come. I didn't. I didn't. But then you decided you couldn't miss out on this awesome repartee. I just hustled my little tush off early this morning. And and here you are. And here Marina I am. can never pass up an opportunity to berate me on a large <laughs> forum. It's very hard for me. We said it wasn't going to be the same without her to like kind of... <laughs> 
So, know. are you the shit disturber of the of the gang? I would like to call it mediator. <laughs> I think like that uh, pretty much explains my you know my place. She doesn't take Shayna's crap. Definitely, <laughs> is basically what that means. Can we swear on this show or no? You can do whatever you want. You know what I mean? I tell you. She's it, like, mm, I have to know that before mm. I get too deep into this water. Yeah, to the, to the Johnny W. Since we don't have the Johnny B. W standing for water. Yeah. So the thing is, I, I saw you guys. I always see you guys like uh, backstage at Staples Center WWE shows. And, and maybe Anaheim once or twice, but all the time at the Staples Center. But I never got a chance to like say hi because everyone's always doing this, and I'm walking around here, and I kind of always see you guys at a distance. And the last time we were in the Staples, you were with Natty, uh, Natalia, and I was like, ah, it's my chance. And we got a chance. I finally got to meet the the three horse, four of the three, three of the four horsewomen. <laughs> three quarters. Three, yeah, three quarters. <laughs> but you guys are always at the shows. Yeah, we love yeah. it. I mean, it's like we're fans, too. So, yeah. But, like, we have Shayna to thank for that, and that really is the truth. All of us, all of the Four Horsemen, none of us were fans of wrestling until Shayna came along. Really? So that was, like, a couple, what, two, three years ago? It started yeah. when we, yeah. yeah, it was, like, the reality shows when it started when we were on The Ultimate Fighter. Because mm-hmm. for Shayna and I, we were, you're bored in the house, you have no entertainment, you have no... Uh, music, no books, no videos. You can't even sing. You know, <laughs> you can't even sing, right? And wow. so she, they would like talk about it all the time. She, there was another guy in the house uh, that they would stay up all night talking mm-hmm. pro wrestling. So I start hearing it, right? And then after <laughs> the show, uh, when we all moved to California, we're all living together. Every Monday, Shayna's pulling up Raw in the living room. She's like, I don't care. Everyone's watching it or not. You <laughs> and even know. if you weren't watching it, it was like the background noise. Yep. It's there. She, yeah. yeah she, it was consistent. And then you, we all slowly got like dragged into it, to the, all the storylines. and We all, all like this, it for different reasons. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, if, you, if, you, if you see it enough, and like you said, if it's playing in the background enough, sooner or later, she was you're going to check something in. out. Yeah. Like, oh, what's that outfit? Or what's that music playing? Or whatever yeah. it may be, right? Yeah. Uh, who, who who is that? Like Right. You know. So you said you like wrestling for different reasons. Yeah. What reason do you enjoy it? The uh, drama. You like the drama? <laughs> she <laughs> loves exactly. the drama. I love the drama. Right. The drama is what it she is loves. It is hilarious to me. <laughs> okay, and what do you like, Shana? I like, uh, because I am a catch wrestler, mm-hmm. um, which is basically shoot-style pro wrestling. Um, so it comes from like oh, okay. all the way back, like Gotch and those guys. Billy Robinson, I trained with him. You did? Yeah. No so. Kidding. That whole lineage and the shared history it has with MMA is what interests me about pro wrestling. Now, when I was a kid, I just liked because mm-hmm. I was like, ah, it's wrestling. So you kind of like because actually in Germany they call it catch. Mm-hmm. Yes. My wrestling in Germany was the Catch Wrestling Association. Yeah. Which would be like you said, exchanging all the holds and more of the scientific style of of wrestling. Did you train with uh, Harry Smith as well? Yeah, I have. Yeah, well, I have too. You have as yeah, well. Yeah, he he comes to uh, CSW, which is where we train. Okay. Uh, he's he's come there before and uh, worked with us and. So have a few people, Natty has, like, there's a, we have a lot of people that come in there and train and, like, sometimes they're doing what we're doing or, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're wanting to do what they're doing. So it's like a, like a trading of Is that what you like about the, about the boat wrestling too, Justin, I, Yeah, or? I like, uh, I really actually like the training as well. That's, that's my favorite part. I've told her, like, I will let her practice any move she wants. Like, this is my dummy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, she learned like, how to do right, a power bomb. wrestling on Friday. Let's do some stuff. Yeah, oh, with me. I'm like, yeah. I'll do it. I'll do it. I, I just, I think it's fun. I like the training. I like learning it. It's like something new to focus on. And, mm-hmm. um, but as far as the shows, I think it's like, for a performance, it's one of my favorite things to actually watch. It's the most fun I've ever had at any live event of mm. any sort, whether it's music or whatever, like any live event, the most fun I ever have is at a wrestling show. Like, I just like what they do. Like yeah. the energy of it or the atmosphere? Yeah, well, yeah, it's just a, it's a, 
there's enough similarities, I think, between fighting and pro wrestling that, mm. like, it's a, it is like a theatrical version of what we do. So, like, it, it's easy for me to associate stuff or, like, get sucked into to certain storylines, especially if they're doing it well, because it all makes sense to me, like it should, you know? So I enjoy the performance part of it, too. Do you guys ever use, like, I mean, there's not a lot of guys, I would think like a Daniel Bryan or Harry Smith or even Natty knows some of those shoot holds, which used to be such a big part of the business, but as the, as the years go on, you kind of forget. Like, I never knew any shoot holds, even though I trained with the hearts. Just never could do that. It was more of like the wrestling stuff. But is there actual? Are there some wrestlers that you watch that go? They might be good MMA fighters. Uh, athletically, it's easy to think about that. It's just it's it takes so much time to learn the the to learn how to fight mm-hmm. is a complete. I think it's easier to be a fighter and crossover than to be a re- a pro wrestler and crossover. Mm-hmm. It, it, that is, if you want to go to the height. Of, of where you want right. to go. Um, anyone can do anything they want, but mm-hmm. the time that you have to put in to either and what it does to your body, it's it's hard to say. It, certain styles, obviously, are going to be a little more favorable. But mm-hmm. I think Daniel Bryan fought in an amateur fight. I know he, I think he, I know he trained. He definitely trained that style. I know he trained. I feel does. like he had an amateur fight. I could be wrong, but I don't he definitely he trained. A, maybe not an official one, but I know like, like Harry trained that way, like we mentioned, and, mm-hmm. and, and Brian and those type of guys, because they really focused on that sort of, almost it's almost Japanese style, Yeah. which has a lot of that, you know, amateur catch style of wrestling that there is, you know. How long, uh, you said you guys, did you all meet on, on, on Tough? Mm-hmm. I don't want to say tough enough. It's not a tough. Tough, uh, the ultimate fighter. Ultimate fighter. Tough. Yeah. T-U-F, tough. Oh, yeah. the, the ultimate, ultimate fight fighter, tough. tough. Yeah. So maybe there was a tough yeah. one yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So all three of you guys were on the same it's, show? And, and Rhonda, too? I was the coach. All four of us were on the show, but I knew, I was main eventing events. <laughs> this one was, uh, Can't take a was cigarette. Uh, you know. Main eventing, brother. Yeah. <laughs> she was on the, the undercard at some of the shows. I was so, yeah. I knew Shayna from before just being on the fight scene uh-huh. uh, because she's making a joke. But it really is true. When I made my, I had my pro debut for a show called Invicta, she was in the main event. Okay. And so, and at the time, <laughs> especially, I was like a huge fan because like women's MMA is a, it was kind of a small sure, like community absolutely. there for a while. So everybody knew everybody. Everybody knew who all the big names were. So it was, it was a big deal to like, to be like, oh my God, I'm. On the mm-hmm. same card as Shayna Baszler, so now she never lets me like live it down. There's a photo out there of me like I had fought earlier in, in the night, won my fight, I had my pro debut. It was epic. Had this epic fight, right? And then there's a picture of me later when she's walking out, like high fiving her on the way out, and I'm like, oh my god, that was me. But, Just marking out. Yep. 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 How did you fit in, Marina? <laughs> well, well, I was their coach. Oh, okay. Yeah, so. so you were even higher level than they were. Well, not well, like for the show, yes, but like experience wise, I'm. I'm like the baby of the group. Okay. I was there. Except for in judo. Except for in mm. judo, but like we're talking, like with wrestling and fighting, I'm just the baby of the group. I just just fit in well, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know what else. Just kind of had chemistry. Yeah, like when they when they moved in to our house, to the house in uh, Venice, it just fit. Kicked off. Kicked yeah. Off, yeah. And then we started relating over these characters in pro wrestling. <laughs> that and that's kind, that was kind of like our natural progression and the more wrestling that we would watch the more we would be like oh Marina do you think you'd be like you know the Undertaker or <laughs> like say Undertaker. you know like who do you like well who, who what kind of wrestler do you like da, 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 da. and then that's kind of so who was your favorite who is your favorite at the time the Undertaker Undertaker yeah how about you Shanna 
Like my all-time favorite? Yeah, or like, yeah. Or my current favorite? Well, well you can do both. <laughs> oh, and my current favorite is Dean Ambrose. Wow. Okay, nice. <laughs> I think my favorites of all time are Shawn Michaels and Dean Malenko. Oh, wow. See, Dean was another guy who definitely worked that very yeah. tight. I think he trained with Gotch even for a while. Yeah, Dean and Joe were both awesome. Yeah. Uh, and then currently, I really like... Man, it's so hard now because there, uh, there's all these new guys coming up. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of AJ, but that I can't even say that because I know him, so I, it feels like it's not fair. <laughs> but uh, biased. Yeah, I think um, he's injured right now. But Bray Wyatt, I really love how he wrestles, and I I the wish character. They, yeah, it's awesome. I still remember. Did you meet him backstage at one of the shows? Yeah. I remember you, yep. you guys were freaking out. I walked by like, hey, we just yeah. said Bray Wyatt. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm here too. <laughs> How about you, Jess? Uh, I think for me, the the wrestling, the storyline that got me into it, like back when, when Shayna was sucking us all in via Raw, mm-hmm. was uh, involved Daniel Bryan. And it was because she had said, like, watch this guy. He She told me, like, he trains. Watch mm-hmm. the way he wrestles. Watch what he does. And he got... Uh, involved in this storyline that I got completely wrapped up in, and it was the one with uh, with Bray Wyatt, where he was like absorbed into the into the, the cult, yeah, yeah, and like for weeks and weeks he was in the cult, and mm-hmm. uh, and I was just like, what? I like, I'm like, I want him to come back. Why? I want him to go back. <laughs> Don't do it. Yeah, and so I'm like totally invested in it. And then the moment when he turned and like took off the jumpsuit and had his wrestling gear on. I lost my mind, and I'm like, I love <laughs> right. this. I love this stuff. I love it. You're so I think we it. missed grappling that night because it went over. It yeah, it, it did. did. Yeah, oh, she it, missed your own training. Yes. Yeah, because yeah, we, we were leave, late. We would leave like on the dot when it got over to go get late night grappling in, and uh-huh. we missed it because it was like she was that so was happening. Up in it, it was like, yeah. <laughs> At Bet three six five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Talk is Jericho. Well, how did you guys, I mean, you, you mentioned earlier, Jess, when you said that the, the female MMA, it's now becoming a thing. But it took for it was very underground for the longest period of time up until maybe but three years ago maybe yeah I would say ago? that's pretty accurate. Right? So how did you guys start getting into fighting as you know three pretty girls decide you want to beat the shit out of other girls? <laughs> I, it seems like an interesting way to go, especially when it wasn't such a thing back back five six seven. I don't know how long you've been doing it for ten years, whatever it may be. It's more true that for that for Shayna than than me or Marina, but it really is that way for everyone. Mm. Like that's true though. You know, like, How do you mean? She, she was, the, when she first started, like, I mean, I, I'm sure she'll take over here, but, like, it was not something you did to, like, if you were, like, oh, I want to be successful and make a lot of money. Mm. Like, if you were, this was not what you chose to do. Like, no one was doing it. It wasn't popular. It was, like, a sideshow freak show almost to have female fights on a card. Like, it was just really hard to go anywhere with it or be taken seriously. And it was, like, still the end of that when I first started fighting a little bit like I experienced some of it but uh-huh. things were really changing then and then it wasn't you know a few years later then Rhonda happened right. which really was a huge catalyst that was the huge kind of that was the, the biggest one right yes it was because the biggest if one. you're talking about even 20 years ago guys fighting was almost a sideshow like you mm-hmm. mentioned I remember there's so many outlawed and barbaric and all that sort of thing then it's the just guys a few years behind got through and then then the same with women shouldn't be doing this yeah. as barbaric and then now you guys are all doing it as well 
You yep. know. So w- were you kind of one of the pioneers of this, Shana? Uh, yeah, I, I'm. I've been fighting for like 16 years. Wow. Okay. Um, but that's kind of where I started fighting. Was even when MMA itself was not even mm-hmm. thought of as a as a legitimate sport. Not even sanctioned or whatever. Yeah, so, um, you know, I was fighting in, like, I had fights. It it blows my mind now, actually, thinking in retrospect, but I had a fight in the middle of a cornfield, like, literally in the middle of a (laughs) cornfield, because I grew up in in the Midwest, in South Dakota. South Dakota. Yeah, so... I'm from Winnipeg. Ah, yeah. (laughs) Stop the road. So... But, like, everybody had parked their cars in a in a circle around the ring. Whoa. And th- turned their headlights on so when it got dark, like, we still fought. And it was like we had a guy that was wearing a ref shirt, but this wasn't, I, I, like, nobody, like, now we have to get blood work and MRIs and mm-hmm. all this stuff every time we fight. Yeah. And, you know, we were just like, this guy had some whiskey and takes his belt buckle off and climbs in there and you know and if there happened to be another girl there i would jump in there but um so w- would you guys be fighting like would everyone throw in 20 bucks and the winner takes all or uh it was for free okay um a lot of times because <laughs> i was insane. fighting other girls it was really weird that more on more than one occasion i had where it was like there was another girl there and okay we're gonna fight later tonight and then she would get scared and then mm-hmm. back out, mm-hmm. and then the promoter, the promoter, um, <laughs> would get in the there. Guy who drove the cars yeah. up to the ring, yeah. <laughs> would get in and be like, "Who wants to see a chick fight? Everybody throw money in the ring, and the winner gets this." So you know, people start throwing like tens and twenties in there. <laughs> right, and, right, right. Um, and that was more than once for me, but no, for the most part, it was free. It mm. was like so dumb, you know. You, you'd get hurt and. I guess it's kind of like pro wrestling in that the less trained you are, the more likely you are to get seriously hurt, mm-hmm. you know? So just everybody was get, It was just like brawlers back then. And I had trained... Um, just like underground fight, yeah. fight club almost. And yeah. I trained in Glorified wrestling tough and, men, and basically. wrestling and submissions. And nobody knew what submissions. So this was like back in the day where um, you're putting someone to sleep with a rear naked choke and the crowd is booing and they're like, get up and fight for real. And like nobody knew what submissions were. And I... I felt oh. like I was enlightened. Like, I was like, oh, I will teach everyone what the real <laughs> technique is and, like, do these cool submissions and stuff. But M- Miss Miyagi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what you're saying. Like, to, like, a fight was, at that point in your head, was like, you must be punching right. each other and kneeing yep. each other, whereas a submission chokehold wasn't even considered was, to be anything. Right, exactly. You know, funny story. I worked in Mexico at the beginning of my career, and in 93, we used to do... Uh, like four or five shows in a day on Saturdays because it was so popular. And I remember the one day I had a show like in a in a flea market, and then I had a show in an arcade, and then I had a show in an arena, and then the last show was in a parking lot at about 11 o'clock at night with the four cars around the ring. <laughs> yeah. And they drove them up on struts because the lights turned on would be at the bottom of the ring, so they drove them up like a little ramp. Uh. So that when you turn the lights on, it would actually shine in the <laughs> ring, and that was our light show. For the match. So yeah. you're not the only one who's yes. wrestled or worked in the uh, headlight situation. <laughs> <laughs> how about you, Marina? How did you start it out? I uh, started judo when I was six. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've like been in combatives like, since a really young age. My dad was, um, he was like in the special forces in the army like in Europe. Mm-hmm. And he, he raised me doing like sambo and judo and powerlifting and, you know, self-defense and all this stuff so i've i've just been around it for so long but my transition to fighting was just because it just it was just something that i wanted to do mm-hmm. i'm and where are you from upstate new york and where are you from jess kentucky kentucky okay yeah so uh i was competing in judo since i was like 13 
And no, even younger than that. I was like, I started 10, like doing like these local tournaments. But when I turned 13, I started doing more like international, national level competitions. And I hated judo because it was turning into like bubble wrap bullshit. And a lot of the rules were changing and it took a lot of flavor and spice out of judo. It was like more Japanese style and proper Mm. and like. Also, there's no funding at all in judo. My mom was a seamstress. My dad was a mechanic. And traveling fees. Just when to you, get to the, to the fights. Yeah, the shows, just, yeah. Or, yeah, just to even get to the competitions and training camps and stuff. It was really hard for them. you know. And I have two older brothers. So I ended up quitting. And I ended up just going to this jiu-jitsu gym. And it just naturally evolved. Like More I was doing boxing and Muay Thai and kickboxing. And then my coach was like, maybe you should take a fight. And I said... Okay, and I did. And I so it. when you say take a fight, like for example, so when you took a fight, it was in the cornfield, whatever it may be, and then now fights are you know huge. Yeah, UFC and Invictus, and they're in arenas. What kind of a fight did you take? Well, this is the funny thing is, is when they I, I took an amateur fight that was held in Boston, and the promoter was Ronda was just like getting really you know up in the scene and my decision to fight was very separate from her life Mm -hmm. you know like she was still she was living in california and i'm living in upstate new york and everybody thinks that i just kind of started fighting like under her wing and it had nothing to do with that like i was very doing your own thing yeah i was very much doing my own thing and like this fight happened on its own for me and the promoter was I don't know. People just do a lot of internet stalking, and the promoter associated the two of us, like, mm-hmm. found pictures of us on the internet, and she was just starting starting to get up there, and, like, immediately the, the promoter was like, we're going to make you main, you know, event and all this stuff. And I'm like, why? Like, that's not fair. Like, that's not fair to the people that are fighting for a championship. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, but she just wanted to take good care of me, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. but. Sure. It was like on a completely like different, you know, she started fighting in a certain era, she started fighting in a certain era, and then I started fighting in a certain era. So it was like three separate eras? Like yeah, you'd be in the middle, so. Jess? Okay, gotcha. Yeah. And, was, and then what was your first fight? So I started, I didn't even start training until I was 19. Like I was out of is high school. Is that late for a, yeah, a fighter? Okay. It definitely is. Like even though, you know, Marina's been doing judo since she was six, and Shayna has been wrestling like actual wrestling how old were you when you started doing doing that like super duper young right yeah my my dad and my uncle coached wrestling so i was just on a wrestling mat and i had done no combat sports no wrestling no fighting Mm. nothing like that no one in my family does it and it wasn't even a thing that i like thought was a possibility at all uh and then i graduated high school and was going to college and i was i was living with my mom still um and she started getting on my case really bad because all I was doing was like going to class and then coming home and playing video games. <laughs> and I'd always been athletic, like I'd always played sports and I always liked doing things like that. But she was like, you need to go find something to do and make some friends and get out of the house. And I'm <laughs> like, I'm doing great. I'm making, getting straight A's. Like I'm doing awesome. Like, yeah, <laughs> like right. And I'm just a nerd though. But so she, she was like, get out of the house. And I just, I Googled things to do, like, in Richmond, in the area. And, <laughs> things to do. And found, and found <laughs> yeah, it, it was really just that simple. Like, I was just looking for something different. And I was like, that's great because that's something I haven't done before. It'll be fun. I tend to get really bored with, like, mm-hmm. new hobbies and stuff. Like, I burn out really quick. And uh, went and started doing it, started training in uh, just kickboxing. And, like, it wasn't maybe a month and I was taking every class they had, every grappling class, like, every striking class, anything, any conditioning class. 
anything I could do. I was like in the gym, just obsessed with it. And I had no desire to compete, no desire to fight. I just wanted to train and learn and just learn the craft. And right? get, yeah. Yes, I just loved it. And uh, had never found anything like that in my life like, that I was just so, I could get so um, obsessive over and always have more stuff to work on and just loved it. And uh, eventually, I don't know. I'm trying to think how long it was. I, I, I went to grappling tournaments early on, like just f- like a jiu-jitsu tournament, uh, mm-hmm. and competed maybe just a few months in. But I didn't take an MMA fight until I'd been training for four years. Wow. And that's partially because it didn't, it like, was, was nowhere to go. there was nowhere to fight. And if they did have MMA fights somewhere, they for sure didn't have a female. And if they did have a female, she probably wasn't my size. Mm-hmm. Um, so Man, there was I like, think I was fighting for four years before I started training. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sounds, that's, that. she's like the reverse of that. But, but what's funny is like, I still, that kind of stuff was still going on. I remember like one of the very first MMA events I ever went to, my, one of my first exposures to an MMA event was it was uh, an outdoor event. But the crowd was, we stood in a barn, like that's where the seating was because the ring was in, you know, out in the middle and it was raining. (laughs) And so it was a vinyl, it was a vinyl canvas. It was like a slip and slide and like, and then it was getting muddy and I'm like, what, I'm like, what am I watching right (laughs) Right, now? Like they're just fighting in mud basically. And like, it's outside and it's raining. And I was like, this is insane. Who would want to do this? It really was. I thought it was crazy. Um, and so I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to do that. I just want to train. And it really was just kind of like a slow, natural progression of like grappling tournaments and then amateur kickboxing fights. That was like first ring experience. Was I drove to Arkansas to fight another girl from Kentucky. Um, I know it's really dumb, <laughs> right? right? right, right. Pay, you pay out, and same as them. Like I it did it a different path, but I still did the thing where I'm paying. I'm basically paying out of pocket to go to do and compete. Shows, sure. You drive, you know, twelve hours to go to a, a grappling tournament somewhere in you know oklahoma or something like yeah. that like just pay your own gas and your own gas and then it's 120 dollars to enter and mm-hmm. you get one match you know like because yeah. there was only one other girl that showed up so it was a lot of years of that and then i was so like fired up for competition that when it finally happened like when mma finally it did have like this little burst for women especially because the very first uh, mma fight i had was a it was one of the first all-female shows in Kentucky, um, and it was like a big deal. It was like, a, uh, I think it was in October, it was like a breast cancer thing, uh, like raising money for some sort of charity or whatever, so it was a big deal, but it was an all-female event, and they made a really big deal out of it. And That's so it was just starting to kind of happen, and then I fought on that and did really well, and then, and then right after got an offer to fight on like the, one of the biggest shows, amateur shows uh, in Vegas called Tough Enough. Um, and it's like the amateur show to fight on. If you're an amateur MMA fighter, you want some of your fights to be in Tough Enough. So you want your fights to be there so the people can see you and you start moving your way up the ladder? Yeah. Is that yes. how it works? Yes. So let me ask you, when you finally did get paid, like my first match that I got paid for, I got 30 bucks. It was a 20 <laughs> and a 10. And it was an envelope that had my name spelled wrong. I remember that. <laughs> Do you, what, when Classic. you finally got paid, what you, would you get for your first like, sh- fight that you actually got paid? Do you remember how much it was? Uh, yeah, I think, so I had it lucky. I had it great because Invicta had just happened and that's who I made my pro debut for. And it's like, at the time, it was before UFC, they were like the okay, UFC. Okay, so they had some money. And so when I went there, it was like a huge deal that my first pro fight was with, with them. And I think I made like three grand. When wow, I, not so bad. I, and it, Right, and I was like, I'm, I'm the richest You're person. Rich, yeah. yes. like unheard of money. Yeah, yeah I'm like, course. for a first fight, I like, thought I was a millionaire. I'm going to Trader Joe's and <laughs> yeah. it's not going to matter. Adam, go back. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get all of it, right. all when, the snacks. When did you get paid your first time, you remember? Uh, my first pro fight. 
I think I got paid around the same. See, that's good same too. Same as Jess. What's you, Shane? I, uh, I, $12. (laughs) I, for a while, I was getting my gas and a hotel room. Okay, but when you finally Um, got. But when I finally made money, I made 300 bucks. Okay. Um, but, uh, there was, there was a match. Well, there was a match where I was booked. I think it was just like $100. Mm -hmm. But again, the girl backed out, and then people threw money in. And then, this is a, this is actually a funny story. It was on a reservation. And I'm not, I'm like half Chinese and half big white bald guy. No. (laughs) (laughs) And so it's on his reservation and I end up beating this girl and I have this money. And this guy, this Native American guy in a trench coat is like grabbing these $300 bills out of his wallet. And he's like, I got to support my sisters. You're native, right? And I was like. Yes, (laughs) Y- yes, <laughs> and I t- and I t- took the money. So. You can ask for it. Yeah, totally yeah, yeah. Exactly. Sure. Totally he thought good. I was. You yes, know? I am. So. Yes, <laughs> Native to yes. Sioux Falls. Yes. Must have money. <laughs> <laughs> so when did you guys start, first start seeing? Like you mentioned, how the, this this woman's movement uh, of MMA. When did you first start seeing the momentum of where it becomes a legit actual sport that has respect and has all this competition? My first moment was. Um, when I started feeling that it was a bigger deal than it was just me, mm-hmm. like for, for me was when women at the gym would come up to me and just be like, I just love how strong you look. That is so cool. Mm-hmm. And then it would turn into like, you know, older women who are training to like defend themselves. And it turned into them like finding these are act they're working out and they're having fun and it's the older generation I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Like, there was a woman that was, I think, late 70s that was hitting the bag at one of the gyms I was training at. Mm-hmm. That's a big deal. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, like, that's that's a big deal to me. And then, if it's hitting, if it's hitting older women, if it's hitting that spectrum, and then you look at the rest of them, like, you know, younger girls who are coming up and right. killing it at these grappling tournaments. These girls are like eight years old, beating up other boys. You know, it's amazing. That's (laughs) how many gender walls is that breaking? Mm -hmm. Like, it's crazy. And uh, now the whole body image thing is changing. And I think that has a lot to do with combat sports and women being in it because we we fight in like tight clothing and you see like there's different types of bodies. And I don't know. But I the, think the, the, the culture has shifted as too. It's like what a pretty girl's body yes. looks like. like a muscle, well fit and good shape. And That's it's sexy. more. It's it's. I also it's just. Uh, it's starting fighting is starting to relate to like a lot more things than just you know fighting. Mm-hmm. They're trying. They're starting to really hit like different markets for it and in the most positive way. You right. know, it's just crazy for me. That, that's that was in the gym was when I first you noticed, it. noticed it. Yeah. What you Shane after doing this for sixteen years? Um, I I fought for this company called Bodog Fights. Bodog, I remember Bodog. Yeah, they had some and, steam for a while. Yeah, and it was uh, the first time I made actual money. That was my three grand mm-hmm. moment. Um, and I remember like it was televised and um. There were people back home that would see me in the grocery store, and like, yeah, how's it going? And that's when I started realizing, like, this could, this is a thing. This could mm. have this could have some, you know, something to it. And then, um, I think when I was fighting on Showtime it, around Gina Carano time, mm-hmm. and she just blew up. Now, different than Ronda in that um, Ronda Ronda's 
Rhonda's character built a division around her. And I'm not saying that she's solely responsible for that, because a lot of that has to do with the promotion also, but... You know, Gina was very much Gina, the Gina spectacle. We something we want to see Gina fight. Who's the next one to fight Gina? Um, but she did, she did change a lot of the because uh, she's hot, but she can fight. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? She was a stellar kickboxer, and um, I think around that time is when it really started getting big in my mind, or at least I started realizing that it was a, a right. bigger thing than just like we're not fighting in barns anymore. <laughs> yeah. It seemed like Gina. Was the first thing. me? I'm a, um, I, I, I guess I'm, a, I'm a, an everyman MMA fan. I'm not like a freak, but I know what's going on. But Gina was the first woman I heard a lot about, mm-hmm. which led to Ronda being the the, the big woman too. Right. So it seemed like Gina led to Ronda. So there was a couple stars where this was starting to bubble over until finally UFC now embraces it too. Because was UFC like the last company to allow the women involved? Pretty much, I think, especially on like a on a. Well, they're the, the biggest, biggest yeah, big show, the, right? Yeah, like they were pretty much one of the others. Now, some a lot of other promotions just they just didn't have women's fights. Like mm-hmm. it was just just it was didn't just, want no. to. They they just they it, there was always this like uh, argument of it, there's no draw, like there's no there's no incentive mm-hmm. to have a female fight on the card because there's no stars, there's no divisions, there's that no belt. That was a big thing. There's Everyone a, argued there were the divisions weren't. Um, which is crazy. The to me. division, the talent pool in the divisions wasn't deep enough, and that's where Invicta came in, built these built weight divisions. classes and built divisions, made them mean something, gave them value, mm-hmm. you know, gave the fighters somewhere to like hone their craft. Finally, women could get regular fights and 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 perform in front of a consistent audience and build fan bases. Even mm-hmm. like there were great female fighters in 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 Shayna's generation that people never heard of. Mm-hmm. And still, will Epic never because they yeah, used to get the spotlight. Right? No one was crazy. No one was about watching. The weight classes. You said it's crazy to you about the weight classes. Or oh, no, like no, this. it was just uh, the talent. Just, yeah, the the talent that like you know these promoters would say things like there isn't a draw, there isn't like any anything special, and it's like they went out of their way to promote some of the guys on mm-hmm. the card, which made no sense. Like promote it just a little bit to see what kind of reaction you get. Promoted, it was getting, it yeah, wasn't even given a chance. Give even the time. like a little bit of a push, you know, and see what these girls can bring to the table. Like there was no optimism. There was no. There was. There was just. No one wanted to risk the money. Yeah. Mm. Isn't it amazing though when this so happens? That's why women had to use. Had they had to flaunt their shit to like get attention. Well, because that's part of society, right? Yeah. Like the sex part of it, which then opens the eyes. Like this is a real. Because yes. it's always like that with anything new that starts, whether it's you know music or movies or until it becomes the cool thing everybody will tell you why it's not going to work until suddenly it starts to work and then all those same people will go i told you it was going to work mm-hmm. and then everyone's jumping aboard we were talking about this years ago yeah exactly i was just yeah. waiting for this to happen yeah. I knew it was going to happen and suddenly yeah. it happens at bet 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every basket every game every point every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. How did you get hooked up with Rhonda and start deciding to call yourselves the Four Horsemen? <laughs> so I've known Rhonda the longest. I've known her since I was 13. We used to do judo together. Are you guys about the same age, or is she older? She's or? one year older than okay, me. Okay, gotcha. And um, we were on 
multiple teams together. We traveled a lot together. Anytime we went to the same tournament, we would always meet up and like stay with each other. Is she from like, upstate New York as no, well? No, no, no. She's from California, but she was training in Boston. Okay, gotcha. And she had trained at my old uh, judo school up in New York for a little bit, but mm-hmm. um, you know, it was flip phone era. Like I had like a candy DF. phone, she had like a little flip Nokia, and we, you know, we just bonded over the bullshit of judo, and um, we've just been tight ever since, I mm-hmm. think, yeah. How'd you accept these two, uh, these two? <laughs> so after Tough, um, first Jess came around, mm-hmm. and then, and then we finally, together, Jess and I, and Rhonda, convinced Shayna to come out. No, no, they convinced me to come out for two weeks, and then I just missed my flight. Yeah, that's, to come out that's, to train. That's for real. How oh. it no, happened. just to yeah. come out and hang out. Well, oh, because <laughs> I broke my ankle, so I had to miss the finale. And so she was fighting was a, on the finale, yes. and of tough, right. she had a fight coming yes. up at the same, like the day before that. So everyone was in a fight camp. So I, I wasn't gonna be able because of my ankle injury. I wasn't gonna be able to be in fight shape by the mm-hmm. time the finale came. So I was gonna miss it, but. I was a good training partner for these guys, so I came out for a couple weeks, and then uh, it snowed back home, and my flight got canceled, and I just never rescheduled it. She just never went out. That's yeah. what happened. And for a long time, I was paying rent on a place yeah. in South Dakota still. <laughs> okay, like but you were stuck in, okay, so you were stuck in Boston, uh, and you couldn't go home because the, the flight home got canceled. I was canceled. stuck here in California. These guys were already out yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. Okay, yeah, gotcha, yeah, yeah, gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. We and so here. I just stayed out here. Yeah. So like so the so the four horsewomen, right. obviously. So this is what happened is by proxy, <laughs> <laughs> and this all happened in the living room. Uh-huh. <laughs> so like Rhonda is a heel, I guess mm. in MMA. If 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 you're putting heels and faces on things, which there is because they're the same, but mm-hmm. that's a whole another tangent. So show part of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, by proxy, we all are heels just by association. So. Um, one day a fan. What she means is we get a lot of hate. <laughs> <laughs> one one day a fan had tweeted me um, a picture of the original Four Horsemen, mm-hmm. the original like Ollie and Arn and Tully um, and Flair, yeah. and uh, it was this picture. And they were like, "You guys should recreate this picture and call yourselves the Four Horsewomen." And we kind of like tongue and cheeked it because in that picture they all have belts, you know, at the yeah. time and everything and. And uh, we I were was all just an amateur. I was just an amateur, like just yeah. about to turn pro. Like so, I had no, like you know, really only for this one fan. We took this. <laughs> we we're like picture. sitting in the living room and we get this on we Twitter. Have, like, and we're like, UFC belt. And, like, I'm holding a machete. <laughs> yeah, she has a machete for no reason. Like just it's to a look, machete. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. exactly. I have, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, one of Rhonda's <laughs> Olympic medals. Like just because we didn't have four belts, right? Um, because, like, all of my, like, whatever. So we take this picture, and it's kind of a tongue-in-cheek thing, but then um, we show up at this, at an appearance together, and the whole crowd of people is, like, like holding fours up at us, and like, what, this is a thing? Yeah. And we started people doing chose it. us, yeah. really. The people gave yeah, us to you. Yeah, the people so, gave us the... <laughs> it wasn't like, we didn't walk around, you know, yeah. like, we are the baddest team in all of the, the like you it, guys it just, just four, happened four friends that have a cool and we and now. we're like yes. you know what it's fitting because we're bad guys <laughs> we're heels yeah, yeah so. uh, do you guys, did you guys ever like get like uh go to the club the four of you and hang out do people ever bug you like do you ever get hit on or do guys bug you or you have to or anyone try and challenge you or other chicks or anything like that <laughs> well, Je- jess is the one that like always attracts the crowd the she's so tall. Yeah. no because she's so tall and tall yeah, yeah. 
though. Sometimes it's like a beak, like especially if we go to a fight event or something like. Uh-huh. We we call it the vortex that we get sucked into sometimes. Like, they form a circle around you, and, like, it's just pictures after pictures and, like, people. And we can't get to our seats, and we can't get to the bathroom, and, like, and you, but you're just stuck in the vortex. Like, it, right. can, it can get out of hand, but I think the, it happens the most at fight events and stuff. In normal life. Fight events and wrestling it, events. Yeah, and wrestling mm-hmm. events. Where people know you. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in normal life. I think we're, you know... But just an average drunk, like, if you just go out as a, like, Uh, not exactly the the right girls to be messing with, If if I think for girls it's different. We don't get challenged as much. Uh, I get get guys still to this day that are like, oh, man, I can show you some stuff. (laughs) Like, you know, I train with, like, one of the best heavyweights in the world. Yeah. (laughs) Or they're the classic. They're always like, you think you can get this on me? You think you can do it? Do you think you can get it on me? Do you think you... Like... For example, John. This one guy was like, I wonder how many times you can tap me out in a minute. And I was like, all right, well, what are the rules? Like, every time I tap you out, you stop. Like, as soon as you tap, we pause stop it. Stop the watch. Yeah, we stop the watch. And yeah. he's like, yeah. And he's like, how many times do you think you can tap me out? I was like, like six or seven, if we're going to stop. Yeah. And he's like, what? And, like, he sat back and was legit just, like, bewildered. This he's turned like, into really? a real thing. You yeah, guys are going to really, do it. Yeah, like, now, like, he was like, oh, <laughs> shit, like. Damn. And then he asked him, he's like, really? Come on, you guys. Really think that she could do it like six or seven times? Oh, yeah. They're like, yeah. Stopping the clock. You have to think about 10. this, though. We are in the gym with not just average males mm-hmm. that are bigger than us, but like well-trained, high-level fighter males sure. that we're training with. And like... We catch them, we beat them, like not all the time, no, but you but know what I mean. You know like what we you're know, doing. yes, we know we have our like uh, uh, we know what our skills are and where we're at. And you want to take a an average dude? I'm like, no, yeah, she will definitely get that on you. Like I have no doubt. This is, this is I, the like thing we do is, it. That blows my mind about it is no, no one would argue that uh, uh, the NBA player would smoke a, you in a no, 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 not 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 even that route, but that the smaller like the, a 145 badass could hold his own against a 185er. Guys, nobody would argue about. Nobody that. would argue right. about that. They'd be like, "Oh yeah, maybe for sure, technique, yeah." yeah. Uh, 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 or even um, in the in the scope of their mind, like a, uh, I don't know, like Kalisto could beat Rusev. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like people watch this and they think it, but when all of a sudden it's like, well, I'm smaller and weaker, but also a girl. Mm-hmm. They're like, "Oh no way, no way!" Right. And then now you're now they don't even put it in a skilled sense. They're like. An average guy that's bigger, but that's like just the sexist. Yeah, that yeah. some guys have. Like for, for me, I wouldn't like if I saw you guys and there was like I wouldn't fight any of you guys <laughs> because you know I swing a punch and you grab my arm and you use my leverage against <laughs> me or whatever. You know what you're doing. Like you said that you practice this every day, yeah. and so I'd always I always get because guys will say that not as much now, but back years ago, or whatever. Oh, wrestling, it's all fake. And I'm like, dude, you have no idea. I will knock you out in two seconds just because I can take 12 of your punches. Right. You know what I mean? Just because that's what we do. But people don't think that. I'm sure you guys get stuff like that or you're used to. We're like, oh, isn't that cute? Little sweet little girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Knows some shoot holds. And you're like, all right, motherfucker. You yeah. only knew, right? Yeah. You know? That's just kind of the world we live in, I think. Yeah. Yes, it is. You but know? it's, you know, that's... It's you're always gonna get it. You also get though. I get this a lot too. Is I bet you could kick my ass. Mm-hmm. Like there's the guys that always want to, which I think is the complete wrong oh, I not approach. Piss you off. Is that to, the wrong? Yeah, it's the complete to... wrong approach. Like please don't, please. That's not. I mean, I understand you're trying to be flattering, but it's like <laughs> yeah, that is not, not the way to start a conversation. No, it's already, you're like yeah, putting that not, out there. This is bad pickup lines. Yes, yeah. this is just out to everyone. Like we really, there's there's got to be a better one than than I better not piss you off or I bet you could kick my. Ass, because 
What's the worst? Is the uh, the worst pickup line you guys have ever heard? That you got one? You're like, oh my god, give me a break on that. We get a few like uh, creepy guys that are like, oh, would you ever, would you ever like come over and kick me in the nuts? Like, I don't know, man. I got. Yeah, no. That's I got not gonna. gonna... I work in a coffee shop. Oh yeah, you got some good ones. Oh yeah. I work in a coffee shop. Like that's my side thing. That's right. what I do. What's, what's the official word? A barista? I'm a barista. Okay. Yes. A barista. I like that um, name. Barista. Sounds you know, like a we Mexican have to, luchador. Yeah, we have to wear like normal, you know, normal attire. Right. But like. It fits, like, you can see, like, my traps, and you can see, like, yeah. my arms. You guys my are all well-muscled, Like, yeah. we fight for our posture and training, so, like, posture is a big thing, you know? Like, I don't think very, like, I, I don't know, like, when, our posture is just different compared to mm-hmm. women who don't train at all. I know what you're saying. I can yeah. see that. Yeah. So, so like, c- carry yourself. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. we carry ourselves. Like, I'm upright always, you know? And, like, also training in a gi, the thing is, like, 30 pounds wet, so, like, so Really? People, yeah, oh, after a day of that. training, if you hang that... Wow, it is, okay. It retains a lot of water. Right. Yeah, I've had guys that just kind of like, they're pay- as they're paying for their coffee, they're just like, you look like you do something. <laughs> and I'm like, no, man, I just make coffee. And they're like, no, you're lying to me. I know you're lying to me. You do something. I don't know what it is, but you do something. I'm just like, okay. Like, that is like the creepiest yeah. inquiry that you're ever going to get. Right. I'm like, well, I think you do something. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, what am I? Supposed to say to that. Yeah. So when someone comes up to you and goes, "Are you who I think you are?" Yeah. I'm like, I'm like uh, I don't know who you think I am. Actually, I've been a real douchebag sometimes, and like, I'll be uh, like, uh, one time I was in a grocery store with Jess, and mm-hmm. like, a lady came over, clearly on her way to talk to us, and we're like, "Oh yeah, she definitely knows. She's gonna want a picture for sure." And she just asked Jess to reach something yeah. up high for her. <laughs> yeah, she yeah. was tall, and I was like, yeah. "Wow, I was." I was a real doucher. Like I really thought she knew. Both us. of us were like, "Wow, we really did think." Because she was like, um, I, "Excuse me, can I ask you something?" We're yeah. like, "Yes, uh, yeah, we yeah, are yeah, who you is. think we are." It is us. And it's again like I'm tall, so could you grab that up there. Like, <laughs> I had that a couple weeks ago. The, I was in a restaurant, and the lady came and said, "You sign this for me." I'm like, "Sure." And I realized it was the check. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, no problem. Yeah, yeah sure. I guess. just get out of your way here. So, do you guys still get a chance to hang out with Rhonda? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. We must be pretty uh, happy for her with her success. Yeah. She's become the it girl well, in Hollywood. Well, I still live with her. Oh, yeah, okay. I train with these guys on a regular basis. Right. Oh, great. Yeah, That's so, cool. Like, we're very, like, We're all super tight. So. Yeah. And we just, we do. We hang out a lot. We do a lot together, whether it's training or just hanging out at each other's houses or whatever. But still super tight. And yes, Rhonda is, you know... She's done a lot. I think earlier, like we were talking about, some of the big moments of change and and stuff that I saw, because I'm, like I said, a a little bit maybe later than when Shayna Mm -hmm. first started doing it, is uh, Gina was huge, and you cannot take away what she did, but, like... I, I don't think you can deny that Rhonda's Rhonda's explosion was bigger. Cultural phenomenon, yes. Like when everybody knows somebody's like like my dad knows who she is. Right. Not an MMA. Oh, yeah, Ronda Rousey. It, when it gets to that level, where you become the new big thing. She definitely, I think, has helped make it possible for me and others like me to you know have a career at this, mm-hmm. and you know to make it more mainstream, more popular, more accepted. Like it's a it's a thing. More fights available. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Women's MMA has gotten like such a good push that it's I don't I I don't want to I don't want to just like have this as my statement, but it doesn't need any more momentum. Mm-hmm. I don't think like it's going to keep getting momentum, but like on its own, 
just it's a thing. It's a thing now. Sure, it it's really an accepted. Thing thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I think too the 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 reach of what she's done. Like you were talking about how like I train with Natalia and hang out with her a lot, and she mm-hmm. was talking about how um, the big like divas revolution or whatever that's Absolutely. happening has a lot to do with the popularity of of women in MMA. Yes, they the writers and stuff are starting to understand that like girls can kick ass and it's still hot and, mm-hmm. yeah, and people like love them. it and people buy into but, it yeah, so and like, so they're they're changing how bad it's how okay to be badass mm-hmm. as a woman you don't have to just be a sex symbol it's okay to be badass you can fight and kick ass yes. too yes and like the skill level is going to start being like really like you know you got girls who are actually interested in things like pro wrestling who are very athletic and like very want like really want to know the technique and stuff and i mm-hmm. think that that influence is going to change what their idea of a diva is or a women's champion or whatever. Yeah, diva's out the window now. Exactly. That name is not used anymore. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, but like, what are they doing to show that? Well, the thing is, and, and this specifically... Like, change the color of the belt? Like well, that's, I think, I think it, it's, it doesn't change overnight, as you yeah, guys know. Yeah. It takes some time. Yeah. But the original Divas Revolution with the whole all the girls, the, our four horsewomen from NXT, mm-hmm. do that as a complete show of respect to you guys, <laughs> coming in all at once as the Divas Revolution, and then they realize after they kind of start getting in the system, this Diva thing's got to go... And then suddenly those girls get their own spotlight and they're cutting the fat of the old school divas and having the girls that actually work. And now suddenly, once again, it's, a it's becoming process. a thing. Yeah. yeah. Over the next six months or so, it's even more, you know, kind of part of, of what we do. So I think last week on Raw, the divas seg- sorry, women's segment ended the show. Mm-hmm. That hasn't happened in years. Yeah. Yeah. And that's directly because of what you guys did, what Rhonda did, and like the U.S. women's soccer team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the WWE sees that because that's that's now become the, the in thing, yep. you know, which is great. It and is. Specifically because of, of the work that you guys did. So, have you ever thought about going and doing some? I think you said you've done some pro wrestling. I, I I've been working for about a year now. I'm doing. I've I've been actually really lucky to work with some really good top top indie girls so far. So. So what? So what was the um, the mindset behind that? Well, I think like <laughs> it's funny because. I've always been a pro wrestling fan, mm-hmm. and I kind of say it to these guys that I think I originally started MMA because of my love of pro wrestling. Because my character all throughout MMA has been this, like I would come out with a guitar for no mm. reason, like I had, you know, and and um, I would. Shane is all about the promo. <laughs> I, I'm I would, not even I, talking so just like, about like entrances in real life. So Everything I would, I would cut this promo. You know, they'd be like, okay, uh, the pre-fight interview for the video spot. Mm-hmm. You know, like tell us uh, how do you see this fight ending? And I'd be like, well, I want to submit her. And Josh would, Josh Barnett would get in the in the camera and be like, nope, 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 Shana. Everyone else on the card is going to say that. Let them <laughs> say that. Say something no one else will ever say again. You know. Well, actually, I think I'm going to get DQ'd because I'm going to handcuff her to the cage and run her through with my guitar. And they play this promo, <laughs> and it's just ridiculous. But um, it makes I you stand had out. This, yeah, so I had this kind of outlandish character already in MMA. So making the transition to pro wrestling, it's funny because I spent almost my entire career in MMA preaching pro wrestling mm-hmm. and like this is pro wrestling and. Pro wrestling is MMA and the shoot style and it's all the same and it came from the same place. And now that I'm wrestling more, it, the, my mindset is the same where I'm like, you guys are forgetting this came from a shoot style. <laughs> yeah. Let's do this. I'm going to show you. And so I have this, uh, the queen of spades wrestler is like uh, this arrogant, like, I'm going to show all you guys what character. pro wrestling really is. Right, I come right. from MMA, you know. Yeah, I'm real. Yeah, so mm-hmm. 
Um, um, and as far as thinking about the transition into it, uh, I think it's just a natural progression of, of, of what I'm doing. I have 16 years of MMA miles on me, and that's a lot of it's a long time. miles. Yeah. And so um, I'm lucky that in pro wrestling I'm getting to work with really experienced girls because I can do any move. I can take any bump. It's just the psychology I'm really green at still. So sure, of course. I'm, you can give I'm, any bump to Jessamine, too. Actually. Right, yeah. <laughs> I, can, I can do anything to her. But um, So I think the thinking is, you know, 16 years. The, the number of fights I have behind me outnumber the, the fights I have left. Mm-hmm. So it's just thinking about the next thing. And I have a style of wrestling where I come from this shoot background. So I'm not... Um, you know, doing moonsaults well, off the top. That would make you different stuff. too, right? Yeah. yeah, and I think it's something that uh, women's wrestling, especially right now, is open for. Mm-hmm. Is this shoot style look? So, have you guys uh, ever spoken with Stephanie? Did you ever did you talk to her when you see her at mm-hmm. the Staples Center? Yeah, oh, she yeah. Must love we you did guys. the ice bucket challenge. Yes, yeah, yeah, every time we're there, yeah. she's she always so great she's to us. Nice but yeah, lady. she asked us to do the the ice bucket thing. To her. <laughs> that, that which was that SummerSlam. Maybe two years, probably last that year or something Slam. like this. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, it was yeah, SummerSlam yeah. we did that one. That was fun, but yeah, she's always just super sweet to us, so good to us, you know. She invites you guys, because you guys, like I said, are at every they, show. Yeah, they, it's awesome. Like, going to the shows is really a lot of fun for us. Do you guys, um, uh, do you have any aspirations of trying wrestling, or you're just fighting and, and, and just go from there? So, for me... I'm still I'm still under contract with the UFC. So mm. as far as actually really doing stuff like working like Shayna is, I can't you do can't. that yet. But I have still like the training wise. She's, she's helped me. I have been. <laughs> I have yes. Ah, okay. I have I have gone to the ringside with Shayna and and made sure that everything went as it was supposed to and uh, <laughs> turned out the way it was supposed to. But. I just can't make that jump quite yet myself, but I like keeping a foot in the door because it's fun and I love the training. So it's a, it's a good thing. Like after a fight camp, to change it up and just for a couple weeks mm-hmm. just do stuff Doesn't with her. Best and, yeah, just you know, it's good for your brain. But how I about, also enjoy it. How so. about you, Marina? Are you, are would, you signed UFC as well? No, okay. I'm signed with Invicta. Okay, Invicta. Um, I would train for eight to twelve months before I decided to pro wrestle. Mm-hmm. Which is smart because I'm not about to pretend to know how to do something. And do but it. But it's something half-assed. that you would like. I, I mean, like I, I'm in good company. Mm-hmm. I would, you know, I would never do anything to represent my group any like any with any less quality. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, of course. I feel like Josh puts more pressure on me about pro wrestling than he ever did about my fighting. Does he train you or hit him? I train with Chavo, and then um, oh, you train with Chavo? Yeah, oh, great, uh, good, just good friends. Some of the the group that I'm with, I train with Roderick Strong and mm-hmm. and um, Natty and Nigel McGinnis. Those are like okay. my Those are actually, my crew. Um, but Josh, being my head coach for like 12 years or something, he's he takes pro wrestling very serious, coming from our lineage of just catch wrestling, mm-hmm. and so. He, it's, it's crazy. It, don't you think that he's way more on my case about wrestling training and diet and whatnot than, mm-hmm. than, than my, than even my fighting? Cause I think I'm the, I'm the first of his students to like carry the catch wrestling flag into the work world. Mm-hmm. And also it's because you're super excited to do it. Your, like your enthusiasm yes. to do it is like, I love you know, and he knows. fighting training is you fight to pretty much the point you're broken down. Like you break yourself down almost every day. 
So it's kind of hard to get excited about shit like that. <laughs> You're like, okay, who can make me cry today? Yeah. Awesome. Let's get this no, done. No, I think I just, for 16 years, I did that. And yeah, then and that's This is the exhausting. thing that I notice, and it's like, I call it reverse CM Punk syndrome. <laughs> because I'm, I'm a little bit jaded about the MMA culture. Right. Because I worked for 16 years as a fighter, and I did all this stuff before it was cool, and I was in the top 10 for however many years, and then... I lose a fight in the UFC and like I'm complete shit and I'm overrated and oh, I all I gotcha. this stuff and all this stuff and I'm like man, and so um, when I lost my fight in the UFC, I took another fight and I it was hard for me to um, be excited because I felt like and this is all in retrospect of course but I felt like man it doesn't matter how long you go in MMA you leave hated. Like, this is the way my mind was at the time. It was like, you leave hated. It doesn't matter what you do. Uh, Anderson Silva, Connor, Ronda, GSP. GSP, all these guys leave hated. They put all this time in. and They leave hated by the fans? Or they yeah, hate yeah, the, 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 right. the fans. Uh, yeah. And it's and it's a lot of the casual fans, which are the loud ones. But isn't that always the um, way of someone, to, uh, they're waiting for someone to get knocked off the pedestal, and then when they do, it's yeah, like, see, I told you. I think that's the culture of it, but I think what I've found in wrestling is that it's almost the opposite. For me at this point in time, right? They mm -hmm. can spend 20 years hating you, and then when you leave, they respect what mm -hmm, you've done. Mm -hmm. And I think that uh, MMA is new, of co a lot newer than pro wrestling, of course, uh, at least in the U.S. It's not there yet where fans are knowledgeable about the history of the sport and things like that, where a, a lot of pro wrestling fans know well, the history of it. you can go back to the 60s and 50s and all that sort of right. thing. Right. So I think um, I, I got... I don't know. It's so I think the that my excitement comes from this place where it's like it's gonna be worth it. Mm -hmm. Like it's worth it when I go out there now. I, I'm this arrogant prick and the crowd is booing, but then afterwards they're chanting, Please come back. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like the Which coolest thing ever. The the fans <laughs> don't like in pro wrestling they're nev they never like hold like face value. They wanna follow. They wanna see what's yeah. what's behind. Like mm -hmm. they wanna know they wanna get to know you as a, as your character and what you're good <laughs> at and like they're patient with you. They're the fans who want to understand, you know, like if they if they want to like you or if they want to hate you. Mm -hmm. But they're still interested. But they're in one appreciating of those you. Yeah, they're, one they're way still or the interested yeah, in like one of those emotions. It's so funny, that, like whatever side of the coin you're on, because like for me, like wrestling fans are stupid sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Wrestling fans are idiots. But that's just you know, like you said, whatever yeah, side you you're have on. Yeah, but you guys have like that. There's so much longevity in being a fan in pro wrestling. Whereas yeah. in MMA, well, I think because he's hold, coming from the other side. Yeah, right? yeah, like in MMA, it's just kind of. Very like face value. Mm -hmm. I, I had uh, I had lunch with Punk and just hearing him talk about oh, wrestling yeah. the way you yeah. know and he's all excited about MMA training and stuff and I was like man it's crazy right we're saying the same it's exact thing the it's so, funny I yeah. had the same conversation with Billy Corgan uh, that you know I got in, out of wrestling to go into music he got out of music to go work yeah, for TNA yeah, yeah. you know, it's like reverse Billy Corgan <laughs> that's awesome a couple more questions you guys ever go to PWG I think I've seen you <laughs> yeah. we just went religiously last yeah. and I hear like I haven't been but I've talked to a few people Let's say it's just like one of the greatest. Yeah, you should totally have. make time to go sometime. Like it's, it's worth it. Explain the vibe of it. It's a small building. It's like 200 people, right? Yeah. Two, it's three, the, the Legion no, Hall it's like in Reseda. 230 people. Yeah. 230 people. That's it. Yes. Tickets the sell tickets out, sell in, out like, in like two there's minutes. There's no air conditioning. There's no air conditioning. They Everyone sell beer is, and pitchers only. Yes. <laughs> it's like the floor is wet by halftime you know <laughs> and, and you sit this close to the ring mm -hmm. like you sit to where you can you're it in the front the row you can touch form it form of it, it's like where all it's, the wrestlers are allowed to be their truest form of who they want to be in wrestling mm. 
and they have full creative <laughs> They don't control. give any limits yet. They have no limits on like what they're able to do. And they just bring in great wrestlers, and they put on great matches. Uh, PWG is like an all-star show of indie wrestlers. So, like, uh, uh, there's guys... But isn't the know, crowd, like, the kind crowd, of going to be all-star, too? Like, there's the people that go there, like, a lot of celebrities the, go there. They're the best crowd ever. Yeah, very... Yes, yeah, a very hardcore crowd. I, I'm like... It's always like a like a weird family reunion when you go like you see all the same people that you know and everyone's everyone kind of sits in the same seat. Yep. Oh, yeah, right, 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 right. right. They have hey, their place. Uh, my seat, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, they have their places and like it's uh, it's a complete it's a whole experience. It it's really like is. church. Yeah, it's, it's a, like because like when someone you're like, is this your first time? Oh, that's. Have you ever been to any other wrestling shows? They're like, yeah, I went to a W. Wow, oh, that's cute. Yeah, they laughed at me because I we had just gone to SummerSlam, my very first PWG, and they were like, have you gone to a wrestling event before? I was like, oh, I just went to SummerSlam, and they were like, oh, this is not like that. Oh. <laughs> and and oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and I was like, holy, and then it's it's intense it's just it's like i said it's so tight it's just very personal yeah it's so small and you're so the wrestlers interact with the crowd and like nowhere else and the crowd is definitely part of the show is it like a monthly thing or every like every six weeks yes it happened it's sometimes they have like a little cluster of shows and then sometimes it's like every month or or two and that's kind of like another charm about it is because when there's a good i've Personally, I feel like when there's like good solid storylines, they'll cr- cluster it, <laughs> and then when they need some air, they give it some air. Okay. And let it f-ing happen by itself. Right. And then they'll set it up again. It's like it's just it's like PWG in moderation is it, that's just how it is. That's if you cool. ever, I I will say this to anybody that hears this: if you ever have a chance to go to PWG, don't make it a thing like, oh, I know I've heard it's great, but I have to work like. I would the change wedding. the date of my <laughs> wedding to go to a PWG. And right. I've been before. Here's so. the deal. Next time there's a show, I'll text you guys. And if you go, you got to take, take me with you. Okay. Yeah, but you right. got to stay for the whole thing. You oh. can't just stay for the oh, opening I'll stay act. for the whole thing. Because Perfect. everybody who goes always ends up staying for like up until intermission. And then they have to leave. I'm not like that. If anything, I would get there late and see the main event. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it does yeah. get better as I'll go with you guys to be the honorary yes. fourth horsewoman. All right. Yeah. Sounds perfect. All right. All right. Yes. Okay, last question. What is your favorite fight that you've ever had? If you had to pick one. Mm. Of our own? Yeah, of your own. Yeah. I know mine. What's yours? Uh, so when I was on The Ultimate Fighter, I got fight of the season, uh, and I fought Raquel Pennington. And the, the fights on the show are and they're technically exhibition fights, mm-hmm. so they don't count on your record. And what that means is they they start out only being two rounds, but if it goes one and one, you have to go a third round. Ah, Um, Right, and so whoever wins that round wins the fight. And she and I, we had this epic, epic fight where we just beat the shit out of each other. (laughs) And And the pace was ridiculous. Great fight. And it was... Really hard to tell, especially being in it. It was so hard to tell. Like I was, I had no idea if I, if I was winning. Right. But it was like I'm doing so good. Like I, I knew things were happening, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, we go one and one on the rounds. I had to go a third round. And like there, on, so on the show, it's also weird when when it's being filmed because we're in a the you know the UFC gym for this fight, and they're filming, and there's maybe with the crew and everyone included like 25 people in this mm-hmm. in this room, you know. And I could barely, you could barely hear. Like, it was so loud and so crazy. And, like, I just remember the intensity was insane. And, like, it was the most fun I've ever had in a fight. And uh, I thought for sure I had it in the end because I cut her in, like, the last 30 seconds. Had her on the run. Had her bleeding everywhere. So I was like, that's it. 
Like, it was it, and I lost decision. Uh, we still got fight of the season, though, which is a huge deal. Big, fat bonus at the end of the nice. season. Yeah, it's like a, and that's like a, it's like a little accolade I can put sure on, my, on my thing that I, I got. So I was pretty, pretty proud of that, but even just in the fight, so much fun. Ridiculous amount of fun. Me. Yeah, oh. Um, I was fighting this chick. Her last name was Patterson, and I was... The whole that was like my first training camp one when these girls moved here. It was one of my amateur fights, and I landed a, a head and arm choke standing, and I threw her like on like slid her all the way down the cage. Ooh. Ended up breaking one of her ribs. Aye. But I tri- I I was hitting that head and arm choke like every it's a day shoot style rock bottom. <laughs> yeah, kind of actually. Yeah. Yes, and I, I like literally slammed her as I threw her, and it was Tracked I was more pumped because it was something that I was just like. She she hit me a couple times in the face while I was going for it, and um, my setup on it. I, I was really proud of myself because it was something I was training. It was like I decided to stick with it, and it ended up win. It ended up like winning my fight. That was the first. That was like my first like real feeling of like accomplishment in the sport. Yeah, you know, like yeah, you win fights, but like you know, it, then it becomes it like a big how step. to do it yeah. deliberately rather than oh, thank God I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. you know, exactly. yeah, yeah. No, I was just kind of like yes, this is awesome. <laughs> Shana. Uh, I think mine is my fight when I main evented the second Invicta and I fought Sarah McMahon. Oh. Um, Sarah McMahon was tearing through everyone at the time. And I had been out for maybe like 18 months, uh, just contract mm-hmm. complications and stuff. And uh, I was really getting looked over, I think, just because she was so hot. And um, I ended up losing like a really controversial split decision. But it's the fight where I think I got to show every like I my ground stuff, my stand up. I was just on. I mm-hmm. felt really on. It was the best I've felt. Um, I had Put an, an Olympic silver medalist on her back. Yeah. It so. just goes to show once again, same in wrestling. I mean, obviously you want to win, especially in our sport. It's that's much less important, but. All that matters is having a great fight. Oh, yeah. If yes. you have a great fight, you're always going to get more fights. Yep. Yeah. And get yep. better reputation. So you guys are awesome. This is so awesome. PWG yeah. next one I'm coming it's as happening. the honorary fourth for her sport. All right, yeah. We're, we're, we ain't, we ain't pansies. We sit front row. Front row. Yeah. Better be ready to dive front out row, of the way. Pitch your beer for each of us. Yes. Yep. I'm from Canada. I can drink a lot. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> yeah, we got two hands. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again to the four horsewomen minus one: Marina Schaefer, Shayna Basler, and Jessamine Duke. I'm going to work it out to go to a PWG event with them next time in LA. And there's a show I want to see it. I might have to wear a lucha mask and sit in the front row, but I will be there. I'll have great protection too. Those three uh, ladies will beat your ass. Trust me, they will. Great, great, great to have them on the show. And uh, let me say thanks to them and thanks to the original sponsor here on Talk is Jericho. I'm talking about Amazon. They've been supporting Talk is Jericho since uh, day number one. And thanks to all you people for helping me out by doing all your online shopping by using my Amazon links. You can find them links at podcastone.com. Click on the Killer Deals button in the top right corner of the page. Then hit the Talk is Jericho button. i got Amazon links for the USA, UK, Canada, A. Every time you use the Talk is Jericho Amazon links, Amazon kicks back a small percentage to the show to help us cover production costs. You buy just about anything you can think of on Amazon. Use them links. No extra fees. No hidden charges. Uh, go buy something. 
Take a picture of it. Post it on the Twitter at Talk is Jericho. Become a Jericho Amazon warrior. I will retweet it and I will follow you as well. And don't forget, all my other sponsors are also there, including ddpyoga.com slash Jericho. You get 5, 10, 15, 20% off the DDP Yoga program, plus three months full access to the DDP Yoga Now app. There's also DraftKings. Use my promo code Y2J to play for free with no deposit this weekend. There's also Simply Safe. Go to simplysafejericho.com. Get free shipping and a free keychain remote valued at 25 bucks. All right, big thanks for checking out the Jericho Network at Podcast One as well. We're doing our best to keep you entertained. we got Keeping It 100 with Conan and his cast of characters on Thursday. Another great show this week with an in-depth interview with Jeff Hardy, Broken Jeff Hardy, Brother Nero. Also, uh, Vader, Big Vader returns. Big Van Vader is there. Shane Helms shows up. Of course, you always got Disco Inferno, KG, Conan, Juventud Guerrero, completely insane. Lots of great stuff on there. Go check it out. A great group of guys put on a very entertaining show. Speaking of entertaining, Team Tiger Awesome releasing hilarious episodes every Sunday. You had the Creator Wrestler episode with special guest uh, Chris Jericho a few weeks ago where we created our uh, new wrestlers. This week they are uh, printing, uh, doing audio retractions. These are retractions. These are mistakes we made. You can check that out. Uh, it's very, very funny stuff. Got to check out Team Tiger Awesome. My third podcast on the Jericho Network will be announced very, very soon. Just waiting for the right moment. Tito, to do it. It's coming up very, very soon, man. Uh, it's it's going to be a blast. So subscribe to the Jericho Network of podcasts at iTunes. Leave everyone five-star ratings and reviews. You won't be disappointed. We are here to entertain you. Speaking of entertaining, only 150 days left, 158 days left, until Mick Foley joins Talk is Jericho on the biggest podcast ever. March 15th, 2017, Mick will be here. Count it down. So thank you for listening. I know you'll be listening then. I know you'll be listening for the 60-second AP News headlines coming up next. And I know you'll be listening for next week, next Wednesday, the return of Don Callis talk is Jericho. You heard him last year around this time for the Jericho 25th anniversary show. Don Callis, Lance Storm, Lenny St. Clair, uh, hilarious, hilarious guys. Lenny and Lance have been on this show by themselves before. Don Callis never has. He spent years as Cyrus in ECW, as the Jackal in WWE, and years and years on the Canadian independent scene. One of my longest and oldest friends in this business. I've known him since 1990 that we'll be on talk is jericho we're gonna have a lot of laughs a lot of introspection don is one of the smartest people i've met he's one of the best wrestling analysts he's got a great wrestling mind he's gonna blow your socks off man if you like don callis last year because you thought he was hilarious he is you're gonna hear the uh, intellectual side of don callis as well he will be here on wednesday we'll see you then stay hard stay cool stay hungry peace love and hugs and a big yeah boy have a good weekend you can download new episodes of Talk is Jericho every Wednesday and Friday at podcast1.com. That's podcast1.com. 